on the next episode of Sip Suds and Smokes. Today we have the Cooper 10-year-old Highland Single Malt Scotch Whiskey. From Ben Riach, we have several. We have the Original 10 Single Malt Scotch Whiskey, the 12 Single Malt Scotch Whiskey, the 21 Yahoo Single Malt Scotch Whiskey, the Smoky 10 Single Malt Scotch Whiskey, the Smoky 12 Single Malt, and from Highland Park, we have the Highland Park Cast Strength Single Malt Scotch Whiskey. Single malt scotch whiskey seems to be a theme today. Yeah, you got a problem with it? (laughs) (laughs) Again, oh. (laughs) Ay, 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 ay. I mean, it's it's a it's an all single malt show. (laughs) I don't see why we have a problem with this. We'll be right back after this break. live from the dude in the basement studios. Why? Because that's where the good stuff is. It sips, suds, and smokes with your smoke and host, the good old boys. It's sipping time. Yes, it's sipping time again. Hello and welcome to this sips episode where everything good in life is worth discussing. As always, we are the best thing on at 2 a.m. Just about the only thing on at 2 a.m. Yeah. And the second best thing on at 3 a.m. So you guys forget about all those streaming services, man. There's some good stuff on streaming. But 4 a.m. We own 4 a.m. Yes, yes. for sure. So, so we're still awake at 4 a.m. We're good. Oh, yeah. yeah. At 4 a.m., we are the bomb. So, <laughs> but this, is, this is Made Man Bob, and joining me today are Made Man Brent. I like the fireplace. What does that mean? More scotch? Absolutely. Oh, Always damn it. more scotch. Damn it. And Made Man Maury. Good morning, Bob. I'm enjoying the smell of heather in the basement. It's masking beautifully that musty smell of dampness. How did you hold her down? Ah, uh, well. Well, okay. And good old boy, Justin. Good morning, Bob. I guess haggis isn't just for breakfast anymore. Haggis is an unappreciated meal, let me tell you, sir. It's good stuff. And good old boy, Harmie. Thanks for having me, Bob. I, I don't appreciate haggis. Sissy. Uh, this is what I'm Heathen. stuck with. I swear, it just it, it saddens me. But, but I do well, appreciate the scotch, though. Thank you. Well, there you go. Well, our sip segments are all about wine, distilled spirits, tea, coffee, and any other beverage that you can drink. And here's the whiskeys we are going to be discussing today. Today we have the Cooper 10-year-old Highland Single Malt Scotch Whiskey. From Ben Riach, we have several. We have the Original 10 Single Malt Scotch Whiskey, the 12 Single Malt Scotch Whiskey, the 21 Yahoo Single Malt Scotch Whiskey, the Smoky 10 single malt scotch whiskey the smoky 12 single malt and from highland park we have the highland park cast strength single malt scotch whiskey single malt scotch whiskey seems to be a theme today yeah you got a problem with it (laughs) (laughs) again oh (laughs) 
There's not a hint of brown sugar here for for Brent. I mean, it's it's a it's an all single malt show. Woo! <laughs> I don't see why we have a problem with this. So, all right. So let's get to uh, our tasting, and we're going to have Justin introduce our signature sounds. Okay. One sip. All right, everybody try and figure out what this pathetic accent is because he hasn't told us. Give me a glass of water to wash out my mouth. It's a single. Um, water. Bring water. An Eskimo on woods. Two sips. Nice, but what else do you have? Well, isn't that nice? Uzbekistan. Definitely a single malt accent. A single malt accent. That's what I'm saying. Three sips. Hmm. Interesting. What was this again? (laughs) Sorry. That was Boris Badenov (laughs) from the Bowankle Show. That's what it is. Boris Badenov. Four sips. Let's keep this secret to ourselves. Pour me another. That's classified. You know, if I took him to Scotland and he disappeared on me i'd probably find him on the side of a road with his throat slit for trying to talk like this but uh, if you gave him enough experience or exposure he might pick it up if he drank enough he might pick it up that is definitely the problem i have to keep drinking you ever hear a scotsman when he's not been drinking he sounds like us (laughs) (laughs) five sips oh my i was unaware anything could be this good on a weird that was that was that was fargo oh my goodness yeah Yeah. i was unaware this could be anywhere that good yeah anywhere that's awesome that that's that's fargo north dakota oh dear god God. that was a world tour of accents dear lord all right, so we're going to go to our first whiskey, and we're going to have uh, Brent. telling me what this is all about, mister? Yeah, tell us what it's all about, mister. Well, I will tell you. Thanks, Bob. This first one is the Cooper Single Malt Scotch Whiskey, 46% ABV, 92 oh, proof. Yeah. <laughs> non-chilled filtered and no color added. The Cooper is made from 100% malted barley distilled in the highlands of Scotland. It is initially matured for 10 years in American oak ex-bourbon barrels. Much of the flavor of a whiskey comes from the cask, meaning the knowledge and skill of the Cooper is one of the most important components of creating a superb whiskey. Master Cooper John Niley then chose to handcraft old-style octave casks from French limousine oak, which has then been seasoned by Exo Cognac. I prefer Marco. to say cognac, yes. I know it says yeah. cognac, but, you know. Okay. <laughs> the the exo cognac. It's spelled cognac, man. Just like champagne. <laughs> just, just like champagne. <laughs> Phil and Mignon. The exo cognac casks arrived from France as punchins with a capacity of 450 liters and are broken down. The staves sawn, steamed, and reworked into octave casks. An octave is one-eighth the size of a standard butt cask, hence the name octave and holds around 63 liters of whiskey the wood is toasted not charred which reduces the sweetness impact and allows more subtle flavors to reveal themselves it's a lot of work to i mean they did a lot of work to this well i mean their focus is on the cooperage i mean they're named after the cooper uh you know one of the main people in their company is a master cooper so i mean they're focusing on cooperage which, which is great because i mean let's be honest 
75 percent of what you're tasting is coming out of that cask right you know even right. if it's been used once so right so, so this has got a very light very light uh, color to it it's um it's golden yeah golden you know it's uh, it's things pale like, yellow uh, pale White yellow raisin. pale yellow it's there's no brown to it i can tell you that the the uh, nose you drink it down there you go i knew it was coming <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, that's uh on the nose i get some uh i get there's a little bit i get the floral notes and i get cherries out of it just both of them kind of like pop mm-hmm. to me yeah definitely cherries the you know on the palate i get some dried fruit i get basically it's i get cherries nuts and leather it is the best way i can describe this and it's all it's all very you subtle can smell those from here i should have worn something <laughs> under this kilt. kilt okay yeah hold on let um, me cross my legs <laughs> I got more apricot than cherry on this one. The yeah, I mean, I get it's a little the, of a H. I really think it depends on when you take. Yeah, a, a little sip. bit of a little bit of yeah, peach. Or I mean, it's it's apricot. It's there's fruits there. It's yeah, just hard to determine all nice. the fruits. Dried fruit, mm. not leather. I agree with you completely. Yeah. It's just and, uh, uh, and it's got nice. a nice, a very nice mouthfeel to it. Um, and I can see where the breaking down these casks have kind of really paid off for this the it's got a you know pleasant mouthfeel it, everything works to it and i'm enjoying it yeah it's very pleasant it's um it's it's not a at one extreme or another it's middle of the road it's beautiful it's nice um i hesitate to call it entry level but i would just call it you know, a very nice scotch that you can enjoy at almost any time. No, I, I, I don't think it's it's uh, a, dis, a disservice to call it entry level. This is a great scotch to inter- introduce someone who's not really had scotch before. Yes, because it's, it's, it's not going to be over. It's balanced. not medicinal, smoky style. It's it's not the uh, super sweet space side. This has got you taste the barrel character, and you. Uh, yeah, and if you were gonna, if you want to introduce something by any like you know yeah, flavors, if somebody was like, "Well, let's have a scotch," and if you gave them this, they're not going to be like, "Oh my god, that's I can't uh, drink this." I so. can't right exactly. Mm-hmm. Where I've had that with no, scotch, it's, before. it's beautifully made, and mm-hmm. and it's easy drinking for almost anybody, even a novice scotch drinker, as Harm pointed out. What you guys didn't mention here is, I got butterscotch was the first thing I smelled on this. I can't put it up to my nose as butterscotch, then the flowers, then the fruit. On the exhale, I got potpourri. Potpourri <laughs> on the way in. You should stop mall. eating it, dummy. I mean, it's decorative. T- my wife is going to kill you. You the uh, rest of that bowl. That's like twelve dollars worth of that stuff at, at you know beer one. Uh, back off the list again. I guess that would go with the flowers. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's got a beautiful nose. You know, sweet. Um, you can definitely tell the cognac influence on it. And I got almond and, and hazelnut as the nuts on these. It's mm-hmm. not very yeah. sweet and syrupy that you get with mm-hmm. a lot of no, cognac, no. though. It's, a it's like dry. No, the sweetness is more in the nose. To well, me. See, the, yeah. they, they right. said they mentioned they steamed the, they 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 shipped over the bar- the uh, the uh, limousine oak uh, exo cognac barrels, but then they take them apart and they steam them. Yeah. So you're going to lose some of that cognac flavor. Yeah, lose yeah. But a it's, lot. I mean, yeah. but I still get the apricot. Yeah. And I feel yeah. like that's got that's coming from the cognac. They've got to saw okay. them down and steam them and make the barrels. And I mean, it's 63 liters. That's a little more than a quarter of a standard u.s barrel you know i mean it's probably about a quarter cask you know when you do a regular scotch barrel i would think oh yeah i was thinking gallons so yeah yeah, you're right so (laughs) it's metric (laughs) yay (laughs) um you know but 
yeah, I, I, I think what they're doing is working well. I think yeah. I think they're, you know, for, for the price point that it is and for, for the scotch it is, I think they're knocking it out of the park. I think it's, you know. Mm. For the mini barrels to not over-oak it is an achievement. Very much so. A lot of times when you have the smaller barrels that, you know, but I think because these are also used barrels. Right. They're, you know, they're, it's, they're, they're, they were used for cognac. You'd think there'd be more cognac flavor, but because of 10 years in these barrels. But I guess steaming them really. No, it wasn't 10 years in these barrels. It's not 10, 10 years. years finished bourbon barrels. Oh. Yeah. And then it was and only. And finished like, in this. I missed finished. that part. For okay, this. okay. He wasn't listening to you, Brent. I tune him out. Now. He never listens to me. <sighs> tune you Shut out. Shut up. Suppress your defecation. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I say. Yeah. It's we just, really don't know how long it spends in these reworked barrels. We know it's 10 years in American oak. Yeah. Well, they, they spend enough time to make it nice. Yes. Yeah. You know, to make it. Very, but it could have been a very short. Right, stay. right, right. The when you Six have a, weeks, three months, could have been, you know, we don't know. Right, and that's uh, I think that's one of the one of the qualities is is not overdoing it and not underdoing. It. And I think they really think you have to especially watch that when you have a smaller barrel because it exactly. goes much faster. Yeah, yeah. you got to watch it day by day, week by yeah. week. They've hit the point yeah. on this one. Yeah, you yeah. can't you can't just put it in there and forget and go check it in six months. So we're going to be rating the uh, Cooper three sips. Interesting. Hey, and we're back, and we uh, just finished reviewing the Cooper single malt Scotch whiskey. We gave that a well-deserved three sips. Interesting. Really, really interesting uh, whiskey. If you find one of those, definitely pick that one up. So we're going to be going and moving on to our next one, and we're going to have uh, Maury tell us about that. Thank you, Bob. Um, the Ben Riach Distillery was established by John Duff in 1898 during the peak of the whiskey boom of the late 19th century. Built adjacent to the Longmorn Distillery, which was also owned by John Duff, the two distilleries were connected by a private railway, complete with their own steam locomotive, which was used to transport grain, coal, barley, peat, and barrels between the distilleries. Oh my God, can you imagine having your own little steam engine? (laughs) Unfortunately, a year later, in in 1899, the collapse of the Patterson Whiskey Empire led to the subsequent collapse of the whiskey boom in the UK. As a result, the Ben Riach Distillery was closed the following year and remained closed until 1965. Only the malting house at Bryn Riach remained open during that time, supplying malt to the Longmorn Distillery. I do love some good Longmorn. Yep. Yeah. It was purchased by Glenlivet Distillers Limited and refurbished and reopened in 1965. The Glenlivet Distillers was subsequently purchased by Seagram Chivas Brothers in 1978. With the breakup of the Seagram's empire, the Ben Riach was acquired by Pernod Ricard as part of a purchase of Chivas Brothers in 2001. The distillery was subsequently closed in 2003. In 2004, Billy Walker, the former production director of Byrne Stewart, along with two South African investors, purchased the distillery and established the Ben Riach Distilling Company. With the success of Ben Riach, the company subsequently purchased the Glendronic Distillery in 2008. Oh, another favorite. And the Glengassaw Distillery in 2013. In 2016, the company was purchased by Brown Foreman. That's when that's you, that's how you know you're, you're doing something well when Brown Foreman says, we're taking you. Yeah, right. And they got all three in the deal, which was nice. Right. Uh, the Ben Riach has eight 
30,000 liter stainless steel washbacks feeding their two wash stills and two spirit stills. The stills being traditional onion-shaped copper pot stills without a boiling reflux bubble. Water comes from the nearby Burnside Spring. Fermentation time is between 48 and 50 hours. Barrels are aged in one of five on-site dunnage warehouses with the traditional low roof, stone walls, and earthen floors. Since the acquisition by Brown Foreman, the Benriac has been under the watchful eye of master blender Dr. Rachel Barry. Yahoo. Yes. Dr. Barry began her career under the tutelage of the legendary Jim Swan before moving on to positions at Glenmorangie, Ardbeg, and Bowmore. She was hired in 2017 by Brown Foreman as the master blender and head of whiskey creation at the Glendronic, Benriac, and Glengasso Distillery. I love everything she touches. She's yeah. so good at this yeah, stuff. Yeah, she's she is an absolute wizard. She you can tell she studied under Jim Swan because Jim Swan was, as far as I can tell, an absolute wizard. Jim Swan also uh, he uh, she's de- deviated a little bit from him because Swan always when he was uh, doing his um, consulting always said that you always have to use um, wet barrels. Hmm. Now the I think she, I think. Rachel does mostly use wet barrels, but I think they also do yeah. use a Cooper's. And Jim's the one who set up places like Kavalon and everything. So, I mean, she learned from the best. And, and she's pretty much the heir to that at this point. She's everything, like you said, everything, I think everything she touches. Jim Swan also in Goa. Didn't he do the, that uh, John Paul as well? Yeah, I believe yeah. so. Yeah. Mm. So what's a steel washback? That's not instead of, main, uh, so instead of a, a wooden one, I guess. I don't know. Oh, like the where you store the beer? Yeah. Okay. So, our first expression, the Ben Riach, the original 10, is a 10-year-old, 43% ABV, clocking in at 86 proof, with no added coloring. This expression is three cask matured for at least 10 years in bourbon barrels, Oloroso sherry casks, and virgin oak. And considering that it's had these three varied uh, barrels, it's got an extremely light color. Again, I would call it a pale yellow. Uh, clearly it's had no added color but really hasn't picked up a lot of color from the wood it's got a beautiful refreshing nose Um, you definitely get some apples pears peach toasted oak vanilla cinnamon it's got a beautiful feel on the palate it's light it sort of dances on your palate you get some fruit such as pear and nectarine a little sweetness from the malt and then uh, a finish of uh, some almond uh, vanilla and uh, a medium to long finish. I think it's a beautiful whiskey. I think it's very well made. Um, again, it's uh, a beautiful whiskey. Brian, yeah. what do you think? Uh, this one is it's very fruity. It's light and fruity, and uh, it's just very pleasant on the finesse. Palate. Yeah, pleasant you know? and finesse. Yeah, exactly. I would think of this one. I, you know, you don't want to classify something as male, female in the whiskey and something, but it's but, a, but it's got that it's got that kind of like a wine finish to it where uh, where you'd think that somebody would with that's more into wine would just kind of really like this one and and fall into this one. You know, like a fruity wine, not a dry wine, like a fruity wine. Yeah. I agree. Stuff. I agree. I think that's well said. I, I think it definitely has this finesse and a little feminine character to it. It's light. It's uh, easy drinking. Definitely uh, out by the pool on a sunny afternoon. Uh, yeah. When I first tasted it, I got a little bit of smoke on it, and I added some water to it, and the smoke just dissipated. It just went away. There's no. I didn't get any smoke on it, but then you're really sensitive to the smoke. But the thing is, what I think they don't tell us how they treated those virgin casks. They probably weren't charred. They're maybe just toasted. 
or if they were they were charred like number one char. You know, this is because the color is so light; it couldn't be too long in that virgin oak. If but even the Oloroso sherry cast didn't add a whole lot of didn't color. Know. Well, you don't have to use. They may not. These may not be first use casts. It could be second use. Correct. Right. Correct. And but the, she's she's actually I think here showcasing the spirit rather than the oak rather as a as a counterpoint to the Cooper's craft. Is that was that's Cooper's. Not Cooper's Craft. <laughs> Cooper's. I, I I made that mistake actually because I think Cooper's is also owned by Brown Foreman. Yeah. So Cooper's Craft and Cooper's. You got the bourbon and you got the scotch, and they're uh, again showcase showcasing the the, the Cooper's uh, art with the the uh, how they they make the barrels. But here with the Benriac Ten, I think it's more about the spirit than the than the barrel. No question, the uh, the oak fades to the background, much like uh, some of the unoaked, say unoaked Chardonnays versus one that's got a lot of oak on it. I think you see a nice contrast. The between fruit the first is beautiful. Two. It's and yeah. it's delicate, and I like this toasted, uh, this nuttiness coming out. A little bit of nuttiness. I like it. I mean, it's like a fruit cocktail on your nose. I mean, Justin, it's just what did you think? Fantastic. Do we have any more? So I'm I'm wondering, ten, why. They went for such a short amount of time for the fermentation, and did that make the character of the yeast less prominent and make it so light? Um, I liked it. After water, um, the fruit got much more dominant, like white raisins. Without the water, it was just too much oak. I didn't actually put any water in this one. You guys, yeah. you guys beat me too. I found the water didn't really add to it. I, I thought it just kind of washed yeah. it out a little bit. Um, so I had sort of a contrasting opinion. Sorry, no, oh, nothing. I just started. added some. It, it it brought up more peach for me on the nose, but hmm. if we all agree, how really boring add, would it be? Doesn't add much. I don't. It doesn't need. Doesn't need the water. Yeah, I didn't. Feel it's like another it. nice entry level. Somebody, if you were going to introduce somebody so to scotch, scotch this yeah. is another beautiful one to say. Here, mm -hmm. try this one. You know, this is a. Uh, and they're going to be like, wow, that's really nice. Ain't no corn squeezing in here. Ain't no corn squeezings. What's going on? <laughs> that's the Excuse saddest me? accent I've ever heard. Uh, you oh, heard Justin earlier, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, that's saying something, too, isn't it? So, <laughs> Dear Lord. Well, we're going to be rating the uh, Ben Riach Original 10, a solid three sips. Interesting. So let's move on to our next offering from Ben Riach, and we're going to have Justin tell us all about that one. So our next product is Benriac the 12. It's 46% alcohol by volume or 92 proof. And like all the other expressions, no added coloring to this one either. What's the square root of 92? I have no idea. <laughs> I went to law school, not med school. <laughs> Just checking. <laughs> to make Benriac 12, Benriac spirit is three cask matured for at least 12 years in PX sherry casks bourbon barrels, and ruby port casks. The whiskey from each cask is then expertly married together to create this expression. So on the nose, I got honey and big vanilla notes with some cocoa at the end. Um, as I tasted it, I got the maraschino cherry, again, bigger after water, uh, a little bit of hazelnut, and mocha. And I think this is a pretty well-balanced spirit. What do you think, Maury? Well, 
I had high expectations for this. You read the description, you read what they've done. I love PX Sherry finishes, uh, bourbon finish, port finish. All of those should be fantastic. Um, to me, although a great whiskey and certainly nothing to pour out or get ex- um, you know unhappy with, I just felt it was a little left me a little flat after the ten. Um, I think it's nice. I agree with all the notes that you mentioned. Um, well, it's, it's not just, a hundred percent PX though. No, of you course. Know, so it may be out of a hundred cask, it might be two. You know, <laughs> yeah, you don't know. You know, you don't know. I, I thought it was nice. It just lacked the complexity. It just wasn't quite as interesting as the ten. Um, and I'm I'm sure there's a step up in price, but I, I just didn't really feel like it. Feel like it added much uh, over the ten. And so a, a nice whiskey, but um, just fell short on my expectations from the description. Yeah, again, this one. Well, ex- short of expectations, it's still one of the, that you can give to anybody, and they're going to just enjoy it. As you know, they're yes, going to be absolutely. like, you know, and you know. So while you don't want to compare one to another, you know, you can give this one, and it's just a little bit different to well, it. It's an entirely different gonna, scotch. I mean, yeah, it's entirely right, different, right? I right. mean, it's not just it has nothing to do with. I the don't two think years. it's entirely different. You can taste it. Well, there, there's yeah, a, but you know what I'm saying. Right, yeah, it's it's, right. it's it's a very different scotch. Right, but you're going to be able to yeah. give it to somebody, and they're going to be like, wow. Yeah. This is, you know, this is scotch. I like this scotch, yeah. you know. It's got this, a lot more backbone to it than the 10. You know, it's 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 It's, it's not a, it's not as fruity as the it's 10. It's not as fruity, but it's it's um, got more backbone, a little more oomph to it, a little, little bit of body. It's got the, back the, to smell the 10. It's got the and the, it's got a much more beautiful floral note yeah. than this the 12. I agree yeah. with you. The, yeah. I agree with you. And remember, the 12 is going to probably cost a bit more. Yeah. And I just didn't feel it for the added cost. See, it, it, it depends it on your lot. personal profile. The ten yeah. is flowery. The twelve is more richer. Yeah, a little it's, more cocoa. It's got you right there. Find it to be as rich as I would like. It's got a little bit more of a little bit more oily on the palate. Yeah. You know, I would wear either one as cologne. I don't care. Yeah, it'd work on my wife. She likes the stuff. Either one would be an improvement over your normal <laughs> cologne. Yeah, a normal scent. Yeah, it's called Eau de Swarthy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Yeah. So. <laughs> Gee, I'm so sorry that you Arm guys have to like drink work. this fantastic scotch. I mean, yeah, yeah, wow, wow, wow. You know, so, no, different different scotch, differently finished, um, different casks. Um, one has definitely got much more of a nose and a much lighter palate. One has got a little bit less of a nose, but, you know, a much heavier palate. Right. But, you know, both equally good. Um, so, we're going to be rating the uh, Bain Reac 12. Solid three steps. So we're going to move on to the next one. We're going to have Harm tell us about that one. Our next product is the Benrioc 21, 46% ABV, 92 proof, no color added. And before you ask, Maury, I have it pulled up. The square root of 92 is 9.591663. Thank you. My other question was, Harm, where's your dump bucket? <laughs> oh, I'm not dumping today, man. This, no. this is scotch. <laughs> we're drinking. <laughs> um so, the exquisite single malt has been crafted from a combination of unpeated and peated spirit and four cask matured for at least 21 years in bourbon barrels, PX sherry casks, virgin oak casks, and Bordeaux red wine casks. During the long maturation, Benrioc's sweet Speyside smoke mellows and integrates with the fruit and the malt and the oak. After 21 years, you've got rich layers of flavor. Now I'm reading something from their, looks like their, uh, their PR page. So I'll just skip all that and just move on to our tasting notes. So the color is a deeper gold 
A little bit of copper coming in there. Yes, nice. Nose is berries. It's beautiful, like raspberry and blackberry and, and cherry. And then, then, then I get some honey and apples, definitely apples. And I've got a thing like almost like marzipan, a little candied almond coming on. And on the palate, mm, it's grapey. And I, I don't know if that's coming from the, the PX cask or the, the wine cask. You know, you're right. I didn't get that at first, but now that you mention it, it's great. Grape. Yeah. And um, it's it's got some rich coconut notes um, and pears really popped out when I first drank it. But now that it's mellowed uh, or it's had some time for air, the pears are coming down and more of the smoke has come back up. Now, I another found it had very, very, you really got to search for the smoke in this whiskey. Yeah. And I thought that was a sign of it being very well integrated. Yeah. And just well, you don't. Well, you don't. They didn't give us proportions on how much peated whiskey was here and how much unpeated. No, but whiskey. it's extremely subtle. It's definitely yeah. not a peat bomb. But I. This is the first time I've added water just now. More smoke comes out with just a drop. You you definitely get more smoke when you add the water. It just definitely pops a little bit. And I lo- actually I like this better with the drop of water. It makes the smoke pop. It's a really great complement to the fruit. Right. The nuttiness is there. Can I have more? <laughs> Unfortunately, we only got little ones. Oh, damn. I need... Send us bigger samples, guys. I mean, I like your stuff. Now, uh, Bob's doing some smoke there. Uh, I'm water there. Justin, what do you think? Did you try it with water or no? Yes, I did try it with water. It definitely brought out the fruit more. I got the um, Bordeaux wine only on the finish. Um, and they didn't overwine it, which was good. No, you can tell that's just from the color. There's not too much wine in this. Yeah. And um, it's pretty well balanced. This wouldn't be a beginner whiskey, but like maybe someone that's been drinking whiskey for a couple of years probably enjoy it. Or someone that's Friday. So Yeah, but a beginner whiskey, I mean, this is, this is another one. You can give this to anybody. You know, that's a that's a bourbon drinker or whatever, and you give this to them, and they're going to be like, "Wow, this is a nice little, this is a nice little treat," because it's got some of those same notes, you know, and stuff that that the bourbon drinkers love. Yeah, and it's not doesn't it doesn't have the notes that some of the peat that turns some people off. It's the the Speyside peat is very different from the Isla peat, which is what it, right, it's a right. challenge for some people, right? Island peat or the Isla peats tend to be more medicinal. This is just yeah. like a wood smoke. Yeah, and that's the same thing. You know, when you're the further north you go, it's it's different vegetation. It makes the peat, so that's you get the whole different thing. And you get the same thing with whiskeys all over the world that are peated. There's guys doing peat out in Washington State. They're doing peat in Japan where they're using Japanese peat, and it, it always gives you, you know, the Washington State peat is thing. interesting. Yeah, but but again, I, we're playing up. We're talking about the peat like this was the thing, but it's, it's no, super no, 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 no. This light. is right. Very, very light, light smoke. Very light super smoke. Very I don't light, get it until I do the, the exhale at all, and even then, I have to sort of search for exactly, it. Exactly. This so. is a very mild. The, the that's, the, a, that's a contrast for the whiskeys we have coming up. Yeah, but yes. it's it's absolutely what uh, yeah yeah the 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 wine comes in with the water. I get more of the wine character. Mm. Just candied grapes. I mean, it's just absolutely lovely. But there's there's um, like a dark, uh, like a smoky toffee 
Yeah, you know, I, I didn't want... mention. I didn't mention earlier. Now that I'm getting more of it, now that's sitting, is a little cinnamon spice coming out. Yeah, yeah. this one has more layers of flavor yeah. than our previous it's, two. It's, I mean, it's this elegant, one well made. It's definitely the longer in, it sits in the glass, the more complex right, it gets. Right. The, it's definitely a step up from our previous ones that we've, oh, that yeah. we've just been mm-hmm. drinking for sure. Oh yeah. It's, you know, yeah, this every is time you go to the glass, you can pick up a new, you know, a, a new flavor that comes out and pops at you. Yeah, I get the cinnamon nice. and I get the baking spice along the sides of the tongue. After the swallow, that definitely comes in, but it's uh, it, it was good until we put a couple of drops of water in it. With a couple of drops of water, it got even better. Just smoky toffee. Um, I, I, you know, I, I hate the grapiness. fact that they sent us such small samples. What's going on, man? <laughs> What's going on? Absolutely. I need more of this one. You know, I'd like to revisit it with more water. I didn't get a chance to put water in. I thought it was wonderful. You without. drank it all without it, yeah? Well, 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 we're rating it four sips. That's classified. Hey, and we're back, and we just finished talking about the absolutely fantastic uh, uh, Ben Riach 21. Um, four sips. That's classified. Honestly, I'm leaning a little bit higher, but uh, that's the group I was. Consensus. I could almost be convinced to go higher, too. Yeah, it just it just gets better and better the longer it sits in the glass. So if the folks at Ben Riach are listening, uh, yeah, we sure could use some more. So we're going to be moving on. We didn't, but Maury didn't get a taste of it with water. We need more. <laughs> That's right. Well, he's a lush and he sucked it down. What do you want from me? So, so we're going to move on to our next one. And our next product is the Benriac uh, Smoky 10, 46% ABV, 92 proof. Again, like all with Benriacs, no added coloring, which I love. E150A is an anathema to all that is holy in God himself. In the early 70s, Ben Riach broke convention in Speyside by returning to distilling batches of whiskey in the old 19th century style using malted barley smoked with Highland peat. Not Island peat, Highland, Highland peat. peat. Uh, this wood-rich Highland peat imparts a sweet and smoky note into the Ben Riach peated whiskeys. The Ben Riach Smoky 10 has been crafted from a combination of unpeated and peated spirit, and three casts matured for at least 10 years in a combination of first and second fill bourbon barrels, Jamaican rum casks, so you already got me there, and toasted virgin oak. So so they made a point of telling us first and second fill here. So yeah. I'm thinking this is probably more first fill than the others. Yeah. And the yeah the Jamaican rum and virgin yeah toasted yep. virgin oak yeah I mean it's you it, already know you're getting something special though. It's got a lovely color, just a beautiful straw gold on it, but. On the nose, oh, just a just a, a beautiful wisp of smoke on it. Just campfire smoke, honey, nice fresh clean oak, and I'm guessing that's coming from the toasted virgin oak cast that they use. I'm getting a little bit of pineapple on this. Just a hint, apples and pineapple. yeah, right in the tip, just right in the tip of the nose, just sort of like a like a roasted smoky pineapple. And on the palate, let's see. Mm. Oh my gosh. Maple syrup. Um, beautiful stewed fruit. There is just an underlayment of smoke, just just not overpowering whatsoever, just perfectly balanced. Um, absolutely lovely. Um, it's more of a of a wood smoke than it is, you know, what a lot of people think is a peat smoke. Um Fantastic. What do you think, Brent? I know you yeah. love smoke. Oh, you know I love smoke. You know, but you know when you talk about smoke on this one, I, 
the you're not getting that smoke like from uh you know from that wet peaty smoke you're getting you're getting like a hardwood smoke like yeah. an apple wood or a, a cherry wood or an, yeah. you know something like that you're getting something like that makes and, me hungry for barbecue <laughs> well yeah. exactly but but the thing is is that <laughs> what this really reminded me of and it really popped to me was that when i tasted this it tasted like i was like i was eating some you know some fresh fruit it really came out like a fresh fruit that was cold smoked you know, so it had a little bit of smoke on it, you know, covering it. But the fruit was what really popped to me. So the smoke was kind of like secondary because the, the fruit came through so well on this that, you know, the smoke while it was there, it was just like, it was just an enhancement to it that really made it, uh, that you made, it you made you improve it. I, I agree with you, but I find that the smoke is built up as it sits in the glass. When, it was, when we first poured it, it was more fruity. Yeah, because the, the fruit, I mean, it kind of it like did pop a lot more. Right, it's like a, it's like a fresh fruit, which I, which I wasn't expecting. You know, I was expecting. Okay, I read, just read Smoky Ten, and I'm thinking, oh my god, here we go again, and it's not like that at all. So when you're, so I don't want somebody to be turned off when they say, oh, I see Smoky Ten, and I'm going to be, you know, I, I've had this Smoky Scotch before, and that's not like this at all. Mario, what do you think? I don't know. I, I beg to differ a little bit. I, I think that the, the smoke has, um, for me, was not in the background. was more in the foreground. Um, it's not overpowering. It's not overwhelming. But I, I think if you're not a smoky whiskey drinker, then I'm not sure. This may not be the first, yeah, may thing, not be the first thing you want to go I, for. I, I actually kind of agree with you, Maury. It wasn't, the smoke wasn't so much in the background. But I, when, when we first poured it, exactly as Brent said, the fruit popped. But the longer it sits in the glass, the smoke is coming out more, and I think it's I think it's well integrated. I'm not I'm you know I love smoky whiskey. The the, the stuff I like just won't make you know, might kill Brent, <laughs> but um, but it's uh, I'd like that Isla peat, and this is a very different peat completely. No, it's definitely not Isla medicinal mm-hmm. iodine band aidy no. peat at all. No, so this is not, but there's a it's almost a hint of band aid with a little drop of water. Almost uh. a hint depends where you. I, I'm coming from the so, put the approach the glass from the side. And then right here, I can get the Band-Aid. I go all the way in, the Band-Aid's gone. Yeah. It's like, I'm, I'm, I've got my nose a little bit away from the glass. I'm getting a little Band-Aid, put my nose in the glass. It's all wood smoke. The smoke has definitely built from when we first opened it. It yeah. was definitely much more subdued when and, we first opened it. But it's still, right. it's not overpowering. It's no, still no, no, it, well-balanced. It's, it's so. still enhancing. It's still enhancing the fruit flavor. The, but the star versus, is the fruit. The star is the fruit. Right. It's, it's enhancing it versus take it away and, and overpower it to me. Mm-hmm. I never thought I'd hear Brent say that. I know. <laughs> I'm just shocked <laughs> at who that's coming from. I'm writing that down. Well, we're going to be rating the uh, Ben Rioc Smoky Tin four sips. Yep. That's classified. So let's move on to our next one from Ben Rioc. We're going to have Harm tell us about that one. Okay, Ben Rioc Smoky 12, 46% ABV, 92 proof. Square root of that is 9.6 something, whatever I forgot already. <laughs> uh, no color added. Crafted from a combination of unpeated and peated spirit. These are cast, three casts matured for at least 12 years. Bourbon barrels, sherry casks, and Marsala wine casks. That's a little bit different. The color's got a little more red note to it, uh, uh, like a... Like a reddish gold, not not quite red gold, like but it's or a rose gold, but it's there. Uh, on the nose, it's more, f- it's it's less fruit, and more vanilla, mm-hmm. uh, vanilla, a little uh, nuttiness, and there's the smoke to me is it's less than the ten. It, this is more very much less, yeah. much less, very much yeah. less. 
I got it more initially, and it really faded off. Yeah. It, it's, it, it's, this is uh, a lot less to me. Um, on the palate, there's, it, it starts out with chocolate for me, and it goes to oranges. Mm. Like a chocolate-covered orange, but not, not enough orange. It's like more chocolate than orange. Um, and just a hint of oak, and it's just a beautiful, light smoke. And I didn't put any water in this, and I'm just really enjoying it. It's, it reminds me of those those uh, chocolate oranges you get at Christmas time. Yeah, you yeah. know. And, I think it improved in that. the glass. So I, I, I really felt yeah. that it was not as balanced when we first opened it, mm. and now that it's sat for a good 45 minutes, it's much more integrated and balanced. Well, I when we use, first I opened, I thought the ten was significantly better, and now I think this is caught up to the ten. I yeah. would agree yeah. with you. It's catching up or caught up. I, I, I could, like, we were talking about chocolate oranges. This this doesn't have, like, this is not like that Godiva candied orange peel you've got. No. I, w- I could use more fruit, but the chocolate flavor really is there, and the smoke is so well integrated. And, like, it exactly as Bob said, I thought I liked the 10 better, but now I think with, with time. Yeah. With time, this is this is absolutely caught yeah. up, and, and it's definitely its equal. It's, uh, like he said, it's, it's a different animal and the fact that the other one is like a fruit cocktail this one is when you get it it's vanilla bomb mm. and 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 they hit it on the head and their tasting notes they put down charred orange and absolutely I'm i didn't that. see that but, yeah. but the smoke is much yeah. more finesse not not smoke but but like a caramelized yeah. orange peel like a slightly charred caramelized orange peel i get that on the nose and i get the almond i didn't get that until i added water and the almond i got too mm-hmm. but it was it was very it was very uh, yeah. Cause the, I saw their tasting note, but I didn't. That's, I didn't mention because I didn't get that at all until yeah. out of the. Water. And there's 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 the citrus and 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 dark chocolate. Yeah, I mean it's absolutely lovely, and it's done nothing but get better since we it, opened. Yeah, it, since so. the sand, the glass, and, and with you a drop could of definitely introduce a non-smoky whiskey drinker to uh, smoke with this because mm-hmm. again, there's very the smoke is very subtle and much more in the background than the mm-hmm. ten was. But you know what I do get on this smoke? I get just a tinge more of the medicinal than the 10. I found the 10 was more medicinal to me. This, this yeah. I, it's, it's all to me, your the 10's own, more wood smoke. And this is, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, the, that's why we have a bunch of people on the show, because everybody's palate's different. That's, mm. that's the amazing thing. Everybody's receptors pick up the chemical compounds differently. So, but... A lovely or it could be you're just wrong, Bob. No, I you ever thought he, about that, Bob. You could be just wrong. I think he's actually right. <laughs> I've never been wrong. There, no, there's definitely. I thought I was more. wrong once, but I was mistaken. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to be rating the uh, Ben Riox Smoky Twelve a well-deserved four sips. Classified. So let's move on to our last whiskey of the day. We're going to have Brent tell us about that. Thanks, Bob. Our last whiskey is Highland Park Cast Strength Release Number One, sixty-three point three percent ABV. 126.6 proof, non-chill filtered, and no color added. So Highland Park was founded in Orkney in, 19, in 1798 by Magnus Unsen. A the butcher, square root, by the way, is 11.25. Yeah. A church <laughs> official and a successful whiskey smuggler. He was also known to be quite a character as well. Hearing that the church was to be searched for whiskey by a, a new party of uh, exesmen, 
Excisemen. Yeah, those people too. <laughs> Tax. And, we call them revenueers here. Re, yeah, they, yeah, they were coming. They were coming after his whiskey. Utsen had all the kegs removed to his house, placed in the middle of an empty room, and covered with a coffin lid and a clean white cloth. As the officers approached after their unsuccessful search of this church, Utsen gathered all of his people, including the maid servants, round the whiskey with his covering of white. Unson knelt at the head with his Bible in hand and the others with their psalm books. And as the door opened, they set up a wail for the dead. And Unson made a sign to the officers that it was a death. And one of the attendants whispered, smallpox. <laughs> Immediately. Uh, don't give me attitude, sir. Immediately, the officers and his men made off as fast as they could and left the smuggler for some time in peace. Somewhat ironic as the distillery was later purchased in 1813 by a group that included Unson's arresting officer, John <laughs> Robertson, and his fellow, and his fellow excise men, yeah. Robert Pringle. In 1898, the distillery was purchased by James Grant, son of a former manager of the Glenlivet. It was subsequently sold in 1935 to the Highland Distillers, who are owned by the, the Edrington Group, the current owners of the distillery. So this first cask uh, is offering... This cast, first cast strength offering in the Highland Park line is a new Highland Park cast strength release number one. It is matured predominantly in sherry seasoned American oak casks of different ages, hand selected by their master whiskey maker, Gordon Motion. It is then bottled without chill filtering to ensure the essential DNA and, and natural color of the whiskey stays intact. Not so much the DNA as the fatty acids and oils. Well, but whatever we the, can say DNA. All those little, all those little particles at the bottom that you see if you put it up to well, a light. I think the DNA is a metaphor for the backbone. I don't like know? metaphors. We're drinking whiskey. I want concrete. So, yeah, that's awesome. so this one's a little bit. <laughs> this one's a little bit darker than all the rest of the ones we've had today. It's um. And it's got a nice little golden cop, little golden copper a lot color. Of copper, yeah. Uh, on the nose, I get I get a lot. I get vanilla and honey right off the bat. Get a little bit, a little bit of sherry notes. I get some leather on there. It's just a beautiful nose to it. I don't even know if I want to drink it after. I just smell. want to smell this. I just want to smell it. I just like uh, it's like you, you uh, know what I want. I want this to be available in Florida, guys. Where is the, it? The the. Uh, on the pallet, it's like right in front of you. <laughs> they sent us a big bottle. <laughs> it's available. Very happy. Yeah, right yeah. Oh, it's available is, here in the studio. This is toffee. Yeah. This is you got toffee. You got honey. You got some. You got some citrus on there. You got a little bit of smoke to it. It just. It just. It does. It just enhances it though. It's like. It's like whoa, what's happening here? And the and the. Beautiful finish to this. Great mouthfeel. Oh, we may make a Scotch drink out of Scotch drink out of Brent yet. Would Not you buy this Brent? No, I mean, years. Would you? Would you buy this? Would I buy this? Um, you want to make drink? You, you know, want him to drink Scotch? Take this man to the cooler. I'm done with you. This. <laughs> would I buy this? You know, I still love my bourbon. You yeah. know, I know you still. Love you know, your I mean, bourbon. I still love my bourbon, and Good and there's lunch. and there's a lot. I would have this over a lot of bourbons, though. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of bourbons that I like a lot less than this. I'll believe it when I see you open a bottle of scotch. When I open yeah, a bottle of scotch. Yeah, when I see him walk out of the store I, with it in his I, bag. Yeah. <laughs> when I have a bottle of scotch <laughs> in my house that, that I open, that I open, then you'll you, believe when it. When you open your wallet, I'll see yeah. the moss fly but out. It's, oh, I mean, this it. is just, I mean, I love everything Highland Park makes. I really oh. do. But this is so good. This and is lovely. It should have oh. happened so long ago. I've, I've been lucky and 
getting to taste a lot of Highland Park casts at Cast Strength um, with the folks at the Scotch Malt Whiskey Society over the years. So it's I, I know what it tastes like when it comes out of Cast Strength, and oh my gosh. This is fantastic. Yeah, b- before this, the only way to get a Highland Park at a cast strength, I think, was through a private bottle. Yeah, it's the only way. But this, this, wow, mm-hmm. wow, wow, wow. It, everything is amped up. Yeah. You know, because yeah. this is cast strength. Oh, it's got the, such a good the food is, feel. The fruit is amped. The the, the smoke is amped. But it's the not The flavor hot. is amped. No, but it's, it's not, not hot, at hot at all. No, 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 no. It's Everything is amped up and just like, and you know, in, in your mouth, it just bursts in your mouth. It just comes alive. There's sorry, no age sorry, statement. I, I should have warned you. Just saying. <laughs> uh, yeah, just toffee, Heather. Oh, just mm. some citrus. Just that just faint smoke. I mean, it's... it's. You were talking about charred orange peel earlier on yeah. the other one? Yeah. The orange is much more amped up here. Oh, yeah. yeah. The smoke is The there. citrus on this is mm. off the chart. Old leather, and it's just... I mean, everything that the, you want at Highland Park. The honey just knocks me out on the nose. It's but, everything you want uh, in Highland Park up to up to eleven. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The cast strength the cast strength amps it up. It yeah. does for sure. But with no distortion. Yeah. And this is batch one, which would lend us to believe that there's more gonna be more than one batch. Ooh. So uh hopefully uh whenever they come out with batch two, we'll be able to, you know, try them side by side. Yes. But you know, what a what an absolutely fantastic whiskey. Give me more. And we're gonna be rating the Highland Park cast strength, release number one, and extremely well deserved oh my five sips. Well, that's all the time we have to, for today. We hope you enjoyed this episode. You can catch all of our episodes where you found this one, as well as on terrestrial and satellite radio, and online at iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio, CBS Radio, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, PRX, and pretty much any place you can listen to a podcast. The easiest way to find the show on your phone is to ask Alexa, Siri, Google, or whoever the lady is that talks back to you to play podcasts, sip, suds, and smokes. If you love your feedback, you can reach us online at info at sipsudsandsmokes.com, and our daily tasting notes flow out on Twitter every day at sipsudsandsmokes, and our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news. You'll also be able to interact with the thousands of other fans on these social media platforms. You can also check us out at uh, sipsudsandsmokes on Instagram or at MadeManBob. Do us a favor and take time to rate this episode if you're listening to us online. It's a big help to us, and we get to see your feedback as well. You can also check out Brent Moore and myself on Facebook at The Bourbon Mafia. The Bourbon Mafia is a nonprofit organization composed of bourbon enthusiasts and industry professionals with representation in eight states and two countries. Our members combine a love of bourbon with a passion for charitable root, using their love of our native spirit to raise money for local and national charities. Want to thank everybody for joining us today. Thank you, Brent. You know, it actually was a pleasure drinking. Uh, Told you it'd be a good day. Single Put this on your calendars. today. Yeah. Thank you, Maury. Well, thank you, Bob. I'm sad that I had to sit next to Brent again with no pants. I really <laughs> thought for once he might show up with some clothes on. Thank you, Justin. But you can smell the nuts. <laughs> but the heather overpowered Thank you, Bob. This definitely gives support to the theory of it's not Scottish, it's crap. Well, just, you know. Wear something under the kilt and you won't have that problem. <laughs> and thank you, Harm. Thank you. And this time I mean it, Bob. Thank you. <laughs> I don't believe him. <laughs> this is Mad Mad Bob, and thank you for joining us. Remember, life's too short to drink bad whiskey.
been a One Tan Hand production of Sip Suds and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. From the dude in the basement studios, your host, the good old boys, will see you all next time.